Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition in the second hour, actually, of Ghost Chronicles Radio, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink. And with me is Noanne. She's out getting drunk somewhere, uh, getting, <laughs> preparing for her daughter's wedding. Uh, so I've got the next best thing. I've got my favorite West Coast witch, Marla Brooks. Hello and okay. I'm hope I hope Annie's having a good time. Of course she is. Okay, that's good. I'll is. just send I'll send her a bill. You know later on. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I want to thank you for. Uh, I was going to say filling in for her, but nobody can fill in for Anne. No, no, no. She's the blonde bombshell. I'm well, the West well, Coast let, witch. Will yeah. that earn me some points with her? You think? No. She knows you better. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so in knowing you for as long as I have, and it seems way too long, uh, a name has come up often uh, Mm -hmm. when I've had you on the show as a guest, Mm -hmm. when I've been on your show, uh, just in conversations. And that Mm -hmm. name is Victoria Gross. Yeah, I love that. And we've always mentioned her, but I, I've never really spoken to her. So I went on that Facebook thingy, and uh, I tracked her down, and uh, I saw that she had wrote, wrote, yeah, wrote, yeah, she wrote. Um, her English books. is better than yours, yes. So, and most people <laughs> are, really. <laughs> Actually, most people's, all languages are better than mine. Yeah. Anyways, uh, she wrote uh, a book on ghosts, right? Mm-hmm. Am mm-hmm. I correct? Yes. yes, her her ghosts of Orange County. Yeah, and she's in your books as well. She's in all of my books because we we kind of made a joke because we were we're kind of a team, but we weren't necessarily a team. We didn't have a name. It was just oh. um, Barry Conrad. Um, he was an investigator, a videographer, and Victoria is um, an investigator and a medium. And it was me, and most of the time it was just the three of us. And sometimes Victoria and I would go off on our own when other people were busy. I mean, we, she and I actually went to Gary Cooper's house by ourselves. And um, that was very, very cool. So, yeah, I mean, she, she's very prominent in my books, and she's prominent on my shows. And I think I told you yesterday, she was my very first guest on Stirring the Cauldron. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, you could have always been Ghost Project West. Pretty much, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so why don't you introduce her because she's sitting there in the wings and she hasn't spoken up yet. I thought she would chime in by now, but... um, She's polite, not like the rest of us. I know. I can't figure that out. I don't know how I'm going to handle this. Yeah, I know. People people say, well, God, you have friends that are polite? You? Yeah, I do. Um, It's safe to talk, Vicki. It is. Say hello. <laughs> well, hello, and thank you for having me on the show. I was just waiting for after the introduction, <laughs> but thank you. I mentioned you. your thank name. That That's nice a good introduction. Good, yeah, I mentioned your name. That's an introduction. People just jump right in. Then, 
All yeah. right. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of filled them in on you for the most part, I think. But, um, you know, other than the fact that we've been friends for 100 years and just like with Ron. And, um, yeah, you've got a lot going on. I mean, you're not just, you know, a one-trick pony. You, you have books. You do readings. You are, you know, a medium. You do all kinds of things. You're, you're kind of a very multitasky person. But, you know, I have a question I've been dying to ask her, so this is my ch- chance, and I'm so excited to. Uh, so, Victoria, what's it like working with mm-hmm. Mala? <gasps> <laughs> As I said, she's polite. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Marla, how, you know that 20 that you gave me? It'll serve you well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's wonderful. We have a great time. We have fun. Um, besides being very serious, you know, when we're doing our investigation, something always happens that makes us laugh. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just going to happen that way. So I think all our investigations that we have done together, it was just awesome. I mean, besides having some really interesting things happening, uh, which I can't remember at this time, but I know they did, uh, we just had a lot of fun. <laughs> And we lighten that too. I mean, we we take this seriously, but we're, but uh, not. I mean, we lighten up. We have fun with it too. Well, you have to. And that's the important thing too, because like when I've been, for instance, and I just I've been studying the the red light sands for over six years now, and when we do it, we we joke around during the the seance as well, and. And you'd be surprised how much more activity occurs when we start to lighten up. And, you know, a lot of mediums believe that that's, in fact, the spiritualists did, too, that is if you're raising the vibration through laughter, through music, and it actually connects better with the spirit. Is, do you think that helps for you guys, too? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if I if I was a ghost coming back and someone's doing a seance or something, I mean, I'm not going to visit someone who's really deadpan serious, no fun. You know, I mean, you you know, you want to have fun, and and you're absolutely right. I mean, because that's how we're taught as spiritualists. I mean, to raise the vibration. That's why they would always do those old seances, in those circles in the beginning with songs and and to, to keep that vibration high. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's important. I think the spirits enjoy it because they were people too. You know, they're not all like right. they don't. You know, like I always say, you don't grow wings in a halo when you're over there and and forget about who you were as a person. I don't except think. for Zozo. Right. Well, Zozo, right. that's a whole other story. <laughs> anyway. and it seems like no matter what you and I do, Marla, if, mm-hmm. together or or privately, mm-hmm. um, I mean separately, it, it, there's always going to be something that's going to be humorous and and whatever it is that we do. That's yeah, it happens to us, and, 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 and that's uh, good. Well, yeah, and and it's that thing where you keep laughing, and I got to tell the tale again because they haven't heard about this. But Victoria, like like I said, was my first guest on my show, <laughs> and we it wasn't very technically arranged, so she had to go outside in the driveway with her phone, and I was in my office with the computer, <laughs> and at some point. She was either coming in the house during a commercial break or going out the door. I don't remember. But there was an ottoman right close to the door, and she didn't see it. And she tripped over it and flew out the door. Oh, no. Um, yeah, it was live, live. And we couldn't stop yeah. laughing. You know, I mean, she didn't fall or anything. She kind of 
stumble down a couple of stairs into the driveway. But, um, you know, we, we couldn't stop. And Dave Jones was producing the show that, you know, my first show. And, and he was like, oh, my God. And he, he started laughing, too. It, it was just funny. That was the beginning of it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so how did you used to meet originally? Um, in a nutshell, um, I met <clears throat> um, her friend Barry Conrad first. I knew that he was an investigator and a videographer, and I was getting ready to, to start doing my Ghost of Hollywood books. And somehow, I don't remember how I found him, but... Um, you know, he, he called and he said, well, let's go out to dinner. Let's talk about what we're going to do or whatever. And then he said, um, when we start doing investigations, do you mind if Victoria comes with us? She's a medium. And I said, great. So that's kind of been in a nutshell, you know, and, and we yeah. didn't like size each other up or anything. I mean, you know, it was it was friendship at first sight kind of thing. And Definitely, I always like yeah. having... I like having a medium on investigation sometimes as well, I'm, most of the time, because um, it just gives you another facet. I don't know how you feel about that, Ron. Oh, no, but, but with Maureen, It's another yeah. tool in the tool bag, just the way I look at it. Yeah, and Vicky, yeah. Um, he, he's written a couple of books with Maureen Woods, who's a, a, Wood, who is a great medium. And trans so, medium. Trans medium. In fact, they even you know, got into a, a, a tussle with a puck wedgie together, which is really kind of cool. So, yeah. Which you can see on YouTube, of course. Yes, I love it. I hate and, it. and on uh, Destination America and on uh, whatever, Monsters well, in America. Or it's creepy else. scary. It really is. So, you know. Mm -hmm. If you say so. Well, yeah, I do. So but it couldn't have been anything as scary is the time that you and Victoria met Jesus. Did we? Yes, at the Last Supper. Oh, you mean at the Wax Museum. Uh, it rang on you. I was wondering if you're going to get the reference or not. Yeah, that poor Jesus, because people kept throwing pennies at it, and it had dings in, <laughs> its, just... dings in his yeah, forehead. Just... The Hollywood Wax Museum. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So how was that investigation? I mean... Did you? What was what was your thoughts on it, Victoria? Well, I thought it was a very interesting investigation, and, and especially since uh, you know it was right there on Hollywood Boulevard. I, I really felt like a lot of the spirits that were there were transient spirits. You know, they come and go. I mean, that place down there, uh, just on Hollywood Boulevard, is just full of uh, the living and non-living. So I just thought it was a really great investigation of, of one that shows how spirits are uh, transient. And they just kind of came and went. And I think at that time, at that area, if I recall, Marla, you correct me if I'm wrong, that's when it, it felt really weird compared to all the other areas in that uh, mm -hmm. museum. You guys yeah. all felt it. Um, I didn't. Yeah. But everybody yeah. else thought it was kind of creepy. But, you know, you're talking yeah. about transients. But remember, too, that was um, when we were standing there, all of a sudden, Victoria started walking in circles. And she doesn't normally do that. She might trip here and there, <laughs> but she does walk in circles. <laughs> yeah, and, it goes right, yeah. Yeah, and, and so she was kind of walking around in circles and mumbling to herself about being lost or where am I or something. And I figured that something was up, so... I walked over to her and and 
it was that she was picking up on a transient teenager and in Hollywood for years, you know, they come to Hollywood and they live in, you know, God knows where, um, when they run away from home, they run to Hollywood, but there was a woman there, a girl there. And I kind of could talk to Vicky, even though she was kind of busy being, well, not channeling. I mean, I don't know what you would call it, but, but she said this, this girl was lost and, um, she didn't know where she was and she didn't know what to do. And, uh, so what Victoria did was call in the, um, Spirit police, or what do you call them? <laughs> I forget. Spirit police. <laughs> yeah, the ones that that come and do rescues, the rescue spirits, or whatever. But there is a name. Yeah, that's what I call them. You know, I mean, I think just as there are over here, there we have the police department, the fire department. It's the same over there. We have our rescue teams over there. You know, so I think that's always um, good. I, that's what I do. Is I always call in a rescue team to be with this person if they're having a hard time. Uh, or you know they're stuck, mm-hmm. and that yeah. was uh, that was a really interesting um, situation at that time. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen her do that before, and I was just you know I knew you know to, to yeah. say something, and what she said was that she was going to call in you know ask them to bring in a relative of hers or something, and in in just a few seconds um, she said, well there's this older woman standing across the thing, and and this spirit because now Vicky could see the spirit ran to the old woman and they they disappeared so it was kind of interesting but back to jesus poor guy you know his finger had fallen off and um tough life yeah and and it was bad well at the table there there were these dishes so i guess people were thinking they were playing pitch a penny or something and so they would pitch change and doink on the head and i think they've taken that just that uh that display down now probably not pc anyways now no probably not but (laughs) yeah well you know you would think hollywood wax museum was really wonderful um and it has some nice things but some of the um wax figures didn't look quite like they should because i honest to god didn't recognize the one of john wayne and that's kind of hard not Seriously, it was it was really bad, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was an interesting it was an interesting investigation. So let me ask Victoria a, a question. Speaking about appearances and so forth, when you see the spirit, Victoria, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, a spirit may may die at the age of eighty six. But do you see him at that age of 86, or do you see him at other times? And what, if not, if he isn't at the age of 86, why do you see him at other times? Well, I think that's a very individualistic thing. Uh, you know, it, it all depends on if the spirit wants to present themselves at 86. Um, you know, I have seen my loved ones at the age that they were when they died, and then I've seen them at younger ages. So it really depends, I think, on the spirit, what that spirit wants to um, relate to that person. Um, so say you have uh, say you have someone that's 19 or 20, and they see an old picture of their great-grandmother, and that great-grandmother comes to them. That great-grandmother would probably come to them w- resembling that picture because that person would be able to identify them. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, a lot of times people will say, yes, spirits come back and their younger self. And yeah, we all would, you know, but I don't think that's always true. I think it's very individualistic of, of how the spirit wants to show themselves to that person so that person can recognize them. I know that there's a lot of things, you know, people say, oh, it's this way, this way, this way. I don't believe it's all just one way. I think there's many shades. It's not all black and white. Uh, because we're all individuals, and so when we get over there, we're still individuals. Right. Did that and answer your question? It, it does, and it, it, I mean, I I know from experience that how uh, that kind of works. And I always remembered uh, when we did an investigation at Franklin Pierce College, and uh, oh no, it was Dartmouth. I take that back, and uh, I forget who it was. One of the founding fathers uh, was there. And Maureen had seen him uh, at an age of like 55 or something and described him uh, at that age. And then the reporter that was with us went in and wrote in the paper that like, oh, she described a 55-year-old man, but he died at 86. So, you know, mm. take it for what it's like. Uh, yeah, but that's that's kind of like why ghosts have clothes and why ghosts have eyeglasses if you know if the the afterlife we don't need clothes right we don't need eyeglasses or do we well i think they just show themselves to us how we are going to recognize them mm -hmm. and then how we can relate to them yeah or how they want to be seen basically yeah yeah it's up to them how they want to be seen I, again, like I said, it would not do uh, me any good to see a picture of my grandmother at 20, which I've never seen a picture of her at 20, compared to a picture of her when she was older. You know, right. so I would recognize her. Mm -hmm. And so when did you first realize that you were a, a medium or a psychic? You know what? Uh, I don't know. You know, I look back and it kind of explains things in my life, but I don't think it was until probably the mid-80s when I started in a, uh, attending a spiritualist church. And then I started, um, you know, psychic development and training. So I, I really can't say it was, you know, I, I'd probably say it was in the mid-80s when I first started recognizing that what my abilities were, but it explains things in my life as a child, but I can't sit here and say, Oh, I've seen dead people forever. I haven't, mm -hmm. you know? So it was just, uh, after I started becoming aware of, of the different energy fields and training, and then it just all kind of fell into place throughout the years. Did you feel it was a calling? In other words, when, I mean, you, you, what religion were you brought up? If any, Lutheran Christian Lutheran. So, uh -huh. What drew, what drew you from uh, Lutherism to spiritualism? Well, I think um, to me it wasn't a really big step. I mean, um, I always made the joke that I was really glad I was brought up Lutheran because it was kind of a boring religion. You know, so uh, I didn't have a problem, and I still, you know, that's still part of. Uh, I still am a Christian, I still am a witch, and I still, you know, have all my different practices, and, and I'm okay with all of it. it. It just doesn't, I've never had a conflict with any um, any of it from going from one to the other. It all works for me. Mm -hmm. I never knew the difference or ever believed in the difference between creation and evolution. To me, it was all the same. 
Okay. So it was really easy. So do you consider yourself clear audience, clear, which, which one? I mean, there's like all tons of clearies. I forget. The, I'm not going to try to list them all because right. I screw, screw up names periodically. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, I mean, yeah, there's a lot. You know what? I basically use all of my psychic senses. I think the first one to develop, and I, and you know, according to the Rosicrucian, uh, a lot of the Rosicrucians and a lot of the old occult teachings, the uh, audio sense, uh, you know, your ear audio synthesis. I can't mm-hmm. say it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, you know, the hearing is yeah, clear sentence is clear audience too. They say. Oh, audience. thank you, Bala. Thank God someone knows ah, the English really? language here. Boy, <laughs> clear audience to get out. <laughs> clear yeah, that's audience. what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, okay, let's say listening with the ear, <laughs> the inner ear. There you go. That is one of the first ones to, and a lot of people to become developed, and that was with me also. Uh, and actually, when I think back about that, that probably started developing when I was like 17 or 18. So again, you know, I never realized what all this stuff was or what all these, you know, the paranormal experiences I was having until I became educated in what they were many years down the line. So um, I use all my senses. So I, I just use everything all together. And so, her wand every so often, yeah. All her senses and her wand. Her wand. <laughs> don't there you go. we all, don't we all? What wand? Yeah. The magic one. What can I tell you? Seriously? Yeah. What? You have a wand? I was just curious. We all have wands. All right. Well, let, let's... Wait a minute. We all have wands. Okay. Well, no, never mind. I'm you, not you going know there with I, Thank God. I was just gifted with a handmade one uh, out of Willow from someone uh, out of England. So that was really my nice gift that uh, someone, a friend of mine, brought back last a uh, couple months ago. So, right. yeah, I do have one. Yeah. yeah all right. Very uh, beautiful. You know what? I never, ever realized that well i shouldn't take that back because i was my extra how many genes we have i don't know too many yeah but i had one that nobody has activated by some wand that was made by some group at full moon and out of a special tree out of something or other so yeah i guess that they do have but i what what is the purpose of a wand and and we're talking uh witchdom here right yeah, usually well, when... I, I, yeah. Yeah, go, go ahead, ahead, Marla. No, no, no. I was just going to say usually that's that's the case. But, yeah, go ahead and talk about wands. Well, I was thinking, you know, really, it's just an extension. Our Really, our word is our wand. I mean, I think that's what we're taught from the, you know, early, early beginnings is that our word is actually our wand, uh, you know, and to have... Uh, like say a magical wand or something, it's just an extension. You could use your finger as a wand. That's why people point, you know, with their um, finger. But that's why our words are very important because that actually is the magic right there. You know, mm-hmm. we, the magic is within us uh, and everything else are just tools and uh, extensions. And uh, being the Taurus I am, I like visual things. That's why I like, um, you know, tarot and palmistry and, and all that, so I can see and touch. And so it's fun using the tools also. They also say that it's it's like a focusing for newbies. You know, when you're starting doing spells or witchcraft or something, you have something to focus on. So um, what do you do with it? You, like, point it at something or 
wave it over something or well people do yeah but yeah. but yeah. um yeah, yeah a lot of a lot of um which is after a while as victoria said you you can use your finger you can you can you know just focus because spells and stuff are just intent and the intent is comes from your heart and comes from your mouth um what you want so yeah you don't need i mean we're we're our own best tools both in, in witchcraft and in, in mediumship and everything else. Right. Absolutely. And, well, I want a wand now. <laughs> so, you want one? I want a wand. <laughs> well, then you need to have one. Yeah. Van Helsing have... should have a wand. Van Helsing, yeah. Just don't poke anybody's eye out. Yeah, I know. So, do you, well, that would be great for ghost hunting, you know. You could poke people and see if they were alive or dead. Uh, God, if you need to do that, mm, I'm not sure I want to be on that ghost hunt. <laughs> yeah. Don't you remember Dan Aykroyd in uh, Ghostbusters? Yeah. yeah he goes I up to the floor there and he's like, pokes him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we are coming up to the two-minute warning. But, uh, yeah, i got to get a warning now. That's going to be on my list of wandy things. I don't even know what would... It'd have to be special for me, though, right? Oh, it would have to, for you, it would have to be very, very special. Uh, very unique, yes. I have no clue. Anyway, <laughs> all right, so this is new. I, you know, I always thought of, like, wands, like Harry Potter and wizards and stuff. Mm -hmm. and I never thought witches really used them, but uh, oh, this well, is you, interesting. Yeah, we, we just, you know, it's not all those guys that pull rabbits out of the hat that use wands yeah. to tap the hat. No. No. It's just it's just one tool, like you know, a besom or a athame or you know whatever. It's they get just, little sprinkles that come out of it or something. I keep trying. I haven't yet. What about you, Victoria? Not yet, no. but I'll let you know when I do. No, that'd be something, huh? That would be yeah. cute. Ding, ding, ding. We're gonna get this phone call. Oh my God! You don't know what just happened. <laughs> but, but yeah. Anyways, we do have to go. Uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles, which one is this? Oh, Next Generation with, uh, uh, me and, uh, <laughs> my special co-host, Marla Brooks, and our very special guest, Victoria, no, Marla Brooks and Victoria Gross. Brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Memorick Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. We'll be right back with the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing. 
although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. For those who might not know, that is the theme of Van Helsing. So, apropos for the show. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron Kolick, New England's own Van Helsing, and not the blonde bombshell, my favorite West Coast witch instead, Marla Brooks. And our one of my favorite friends and guests on my show, um, Victoria Gross. And, Ron, do you, do, do you think that... Um, have you ever? Wow. Heard, I mean, you have heard of Orange County, California, right? I've I mean, heard about it. It's it's uh, it's uh, yeah, in California. It is. No, it's it's yeah, Southern California, and um, there are a whole Hell lot. South. Huh? San Diego-ish? No, no, it's it's not, uh, uh, no, it's it's Antra? about it's maybe an hour from L.A. Okay. You know, yeah, downtown it's between LA. L.A. and San Diego. There you uh, go. So south of L.A. and north of San Diego. Cool. Yeah. It's the county be, uh, between them. There you go. So Victoria wrote a book called The Ghosts of Orange County. Oh. And, you know, one of the one of the places in Orange County that um, is mostly known by just about everybody is Disneyland. I've been there. Good. All right. So, see, you know where Orange County was. You just didn't remember. Well, that's but what I was asking. There, Antrim is with Anaheim. Yeah. What? No, Antrim. No, Anaheim. Well, yeah, that's me killing the freaking language again. Yes. Oh, these New Englanders. Huntington Beach, right? Yeah. Yeah. I surfed at Huntington Beach. You surf? At Huntington Beach, yeah. Oh, I would have had. I, I would have paid to see that. Not really. I wish I didn't Seriously. Know. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I would. I would have. I, I hunted grunion there. You know what? I went on a grunion hunt once too. So there you go. <laughs> and it was weird. But anyway, that's it a whole nother show. Yeah. We'll, yes. We'll... Orange County. I digress. Yeah. So, so Victoria, talk about your book because it's a really good book, and there's a lot of different locations there. And and, and I know you do, um, or you still do. I don't know the Fullerton Ghost Walks and stuff. I mean, there's lots going on there. So I'm throwing it to you now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the book, um, Ghost of Orange County, has a lot of different stories, as you mentioned, uh, regarding the haunted places in Orange County. There's Disneyland, which, you know, it's always fascinating to hear about the stories of Disneyland. And they're, you know, they're all over the Internet. Unfortunately, Disneyland is still closed down. <laughs> uh, it's been closed down for the last six months. So those ghosts have quiet time on their hands. And that's Berry Farm, another attraction, but a lot answer. of private uh, private locations. And then um, I'm not sure. I think the Fullerton Haunted Walk will will happen. I won't be involved with it this year, but it was a fundraiser for the Fullerton Museum, and we did it almost 20 years uh, 
but I God think there's you. been a change that the city is not um, funding the museum anymore, so things have changed. Mm. Um, but we did a lot of theaters because, you know, uh, so many theaters are noted to be haunted. We did a lot of theaters. And what I really liked about the stories in the book, as in your book, too, and, you know, I did have some stories from other paranormal investigators uh, that I, you know, of course, gave credit to, like how you have just uh, these are real people telling their stories. And when I was um, the story producer on my ghost story and also for Case Files Unknown, what I love is meeting the people because, you know, I've met people all over the United States telling their stories that, you know, some of them, especially the private, not so much the, you know, public locations, but the private, they're a little hesitant because they're still a little like, oh, I'm not really sure about this. You know, if I'm going to be laughed at, but you, I don't know. I can always tell when someone's genuine or not. Mm-hmm. Coming, coming from LA, we, we, we have a pretty good idea who's lying or not. Tell me more <laughs> yeah, it's kind of inbred. You kind of know these things. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, and you just mentioned, you know, you were a producer on My Ghost Story, which everybody was dying to get on. No pun intended. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, um, everybody wanted their hundred dollars. They did, and, yeah. and and it was kind of interesting, you know, the people that did show up and and some of the things. But I mean, that was that was kind of a neat experience in general. Um, and so, I mean, you know, you you've got your finger in all kinds of pies, um, and and you're working on things, and and I mean, the book is. Right. It, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I was still working on my. Uh, my tarot book, my tarot yeah. meditation for the soul. And then uh, Barry and I are working on another episode of Case Files Unknown. And uh, this is really good. We just got done doing a rough edit on a reincarnation story. Mm. And then this one, I think we'll just have two, two um, episodes on it, that and one, um, I think, on Virginia City. So uh, this was a like the other one, Case Files Unknown, that showed on Destination America uh, 2015. Now, we try to find really interesting stories that um, are very intriguing. So this one's called The Boy Who Knew Too Much, and it's um, from a book by that same title. So I won't go into too much about what it is, but we're in the process of just now starting to edit the second segment on that. Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that you were all into okay. this TV thing. Right. I'm a, a story and field producer. Oh, excellent. Yeah. 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 You're, so, you're one of those um, people that we get all the emails from and the, the parano- yeah. paranormal groups. So, yeah, <laughs> a haunting and, yeah. and all of those things. Yeah. We used to get them from a ghost story as well at one time, I remember. But, anyways. You probably uh, did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So when you, as a producer of that show, and for those who don't know the show, it's basically people tell their stories, right? Right. How it uh, started and what we want to do and what we do on our shows is just people telling their stories. It's not a ghost hunter show. You know, I was involved in the first two specials in the first season of My Ghost Story. And after that, uh, both Barry and I were off that, that show. So I think it went into more of a ghost hunter, but even with, uh, it started out 
just people telling their stories. And that's exactly what Case Files Unknown is. But, you know, on the Virginia City, we do show a feature of a ghost, a ghost hunting team. Um, but it's not, our shows are not uh, showing just one team doing something the whole time. Okay. So we, we do a mixture of things. Yeah, yeah, we, we try to mix it up. Right. So I want to get back to your book, uh, Ghost of Orange County is what you mm-hmm. were mentioned some of the places I uh, I said oh I've been there I've been there so I'm not familiar with all the stories that are there so can you give us like a little hint of a little taste of like the ghost of Disneyland and the ghost of Knoxbury Farm for instance oh my gosh it's been so long since I read my book <laughs> oh I'm sorry <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wrote I, something about Uncle Walt apartment above the fire station right and then i think it's in a small world or else it was one of the other uh, ones well i think i know in the uh, haunted mansion there's that one right there where they've seen um an apparition in one of the cars i think they've seen quite a few in the different places oh wow there full body apparitions or just uh shadows or I think some of these have been full body, but some of them have been um, more of the just the figurines, you know, the shadow of the whiteness. But right. but actually full bodies because they have that's where they would see them on the camera, and then that's where they go back and look, and nobody was there. Mm-hmm. So they have been the full body apparitions. Well, you know, our, we have a mutual friend, um, Sam Miller, who worked at. Disney for at Disneyland for about 20 years and worked at the studios for another 20 years and um, she's also um, a witch she's also psychic and there was a story that she was telling I think it was her that some old woman was in line um, for the ride you know you line up forever for, for a ride and then the little doom buggy as they call it comes up and you hop mm-hmm. into the buggy and off goes the ride and apparently this old woman I don't know why they didn't want her to get on they thought maybe she was too old or she was feeble or something but but she got on a car and they have cameras that the people can look at throughout the whole ride just right. in case you know safety Monty. and yeah, so this woman got on there, and they wanted to get, you know, to make sure she was okay, and the car went into the ride, and they followed that car, and the woman disappeared. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wow, she, was, awesome. she, was, she, was, she was real enough to, you know, catch the ride, to be mm-hmm. concerned about it, and, and mm-hmm. yet disappeared. That, that is awesome. Yeah. That's totally awesome. Yeah. That's why I always like it when people say, oh, I've never seen a ghost, and I am like, how do you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Because they can be as solid as you and me. You know, that, so you don't know who you're seeing, really. I, I always remember I, I met this, uh, what was her name? Vicky something or other. She was a medium from Maine. And I went up to visit her regarding something. And we were, we were driving through town. And so I said, well, you see ghosts. This is you know, years and years ago. She, she says, yeah, I see them. Like, I, I says, well, what do they, they look like? Well, she says, you see that guy right there? I says, yeah. He's not there. He's a ghost. <laughs> I just laughed because <laughs> that's probably, you know, I mean, that's probably what happens sometimes. We we, we think we see regular people, but they're really, uh, you know, spirits. Uh, so. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think in my book I talk about that, you know, that there is a woman on, 
on my way to work, I, you know, there was a dead end street and so I'd have to make a left, but her and her daughter would be sitting on the porch and every morning I'd wave, but the, you know, elderly woman would never wave back. And I thought, oh, she probably just can't see me, you know, but the daughter did. And so this went on for like probably six months. And then, you know, I was noticing, well, I haven't seen her for a while. I'm like, oh, okay. And then probably a couple months later, I went to a garage sale there, and I was asking the daughter, I said, well, was that your mother? And she said, I said, I haven't seen her on the porch for a while. She goes, well, she died a couple months ago. Oh, wow. I'm like, wow. You know, oh, oh no, I'm sorry, she died a couple years ago. So oh. I had seen her, I had seen the apparition of that woman, a full body apparition. But she had died years ago, but I saw her on the porch for like six months when I was driving, and then all of a sudden I didn't see her anymore. So I thought it was really interesting. But, you know, the spirits, I, I love how they interact with us. I, I have a story in the book that happened with my uh, mom bringing home someone from the graveyard that, you know, was not alive and having handprints on the mirror and being a palmist that was really intriguing to me. So, uh, you know, and I could see the lines, the shape of the hands and everything. So it's just really interesting how they do want to present themselves to us. Yeah, I think I think it's intriguing too because that you can they they communicate other than just being seen. Uh, for instance, right. this when when I first started getting involved in the ghost, I was a project and and paranormal investigating. I worked with a Franciscan monk who was actually a friar, but but. Uh, they they call him a monk in in one of the books and stuff. But, anyways, uh, and I originally got him through this guy called uh, Bob Cahill. Now Bob Cahill was a sheriff from uh, Essex County, and I don't know if you know anything about the Salem witch trials, but uh, the last witch to a be little. killed, <laughs> this last witch to be killed, was pressed to death, and on his dying breaths, he cursed all the sheriffs of Essex County, and the ones after that all had some type of blood disease and everything, and Bob Cahill mm-hmm. uh, was a sheriff of Essex County, and he ended up having to retire because he ended up having heart problems, and uh, he started writing these little books called, uh, you know, ghost books, and uh, he he started working with this Franciscan monk and whatever. Anyways, so eventually he moved to Florida, and I was able to hook up with, with Brian, and I was good friends with him, and eventually he moved to Arizona. So years back, I, I got in a conversation with Brian the monk, and... He says, I got to tell you this, Ron, you're not going to believe it. And I says, well, tell me anyways. Now, this is a Franciscan, someone who's, you know, very religious and uh, is, is not going to lie to you. And he said he received a phone call from Bob Cahill. Uh, and he talked to him for about, uh, you know, 10 and 15 minutes. And then his son came on the line, uh, Brian's son, because Franciscans can, can marry. And um, he spoke with Bob, too, for a while. And then he hung up. So... A month went by, and uh, he called uh, Bob's number in Florida, and he, he's, and he said, hi, you know, this is Brian. Is Bob there? And she says, oh, I'm sorry, Brian, but uh, Bob died six months ago. So he had a telephone call, a lucid wow. telephone call with someone who had passed. So they can, sh- they can 
you know, express themselves many ways. We just think, oh, we can see them, or we get these one words on an EVP or, or a recorder or something. But they have uh, not all of them. I don't know what the, the rules are in the afterlife, but uh, evidently some people can uh, communicate uh, through. through oh, that's uh, a beautiful story. Yeah. 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 That, that's good. I, the reason why I was. When you were mentioning the Salem witch trial, my ninth mm. great grandmother was one of the witches hung, one of the women hung. Get out of here! She was really? In, no, she was. Yeah, Margaret Scott. She was in the oh. last group. Yeah, on September twenty second. So that's why I said, yeah, I know a little because I've done a lot of the history. But to get back to what you were saying about this phone call, I think it's it's wonderful. My father left a message on the. Uh, the recorder, remember the day, because he died in 94, so, you know, you had your recorder from your phone, you know, and yep. um, he, he left a message on that, and it was a couple sentences, you know, it wasn't an EVP or anything, it was just, you know, clear, hey, I want to show you something, so I went to my palmistry teacher, who was a great reader, and she just picked up exactly what he wanted to show us, and we found in a false drawer something that he had left there. So oh, wow. it's amazing how they communicate, and then the story that you just said is just its fascinating. Yeah, I mean, they, they do more than just show themselves or turn on the light, you know, because they, they do all the subtle little things that make you crazy, like, did I leave that light on? I don't think so. <laughs> did I leave that there? I don't think so. You know, so, but that is really fascinating. It's funny and, because... And like the handprints on the mirror, yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, wow. yeah, that's another way as well. But... Uh, even this year, uh, Jan's mother um, had a birthday. She's passed now, but she she had a birthday uh, recently in August, and uh, we get our medicine through CVS, and so CVS uh, gives you an automatic phone call, automated, you know. So it's this is CVS, mm-hmm. you're you know, it's all automated, mm-hmm. totally automated. So on Jan's mother's birthday. We, she got one of the phone calls, and just before the the message comes on, it says, your mother. That oh, was, wow. That was it. Oh, I just got goosebumps now. Uh, but it was just that, and then it goes into the to the message, and it's a completely different voice and everything else. So uh, I have another friend, uh, Cal Cooper, who's a parapsychologist from the UK. He wrote a book, Telephone Calls from the Dead. I think I Miles hate did. him for that. Yes, he oh, scared I, I me so bad. Book. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a that's yeah. a good book. I think I have yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I love those phone calls. <laughs> you know, uh, go ahead. No, oh, that's that's fine. You, go ahead. I mean, we the. Uh, no, I was gonna say. My brother just had a, a he he has a lot of activity in his house and he just is a cute little ghost story here. He he found a old old antique typewriter up in the closet, so he thought, Oh, I'll put it down and I'll put it on my roll top desk and it'll be really nice. So for three days every morning he'd go in there, the carriage would be pulled over. Like you know how you have it in the middle? And like right. when you're typing those old carriages, he for Three, and he even marked it. He even checked to make sure is this even or so. So finally, something else happened. Uh, he just told me about, it and I forget what it was. But he put it back up in the closet. He's like, I've had enough, you know. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was just laughing, you know, because it's just so much happens. Uh, and it's it's for our for what we do, uh, it, you know. I mean, my brother is an investigator, but he, his house is 
he's lived there for 47 years. It's very active, and he's fine with it. You know, this becomes our normal way of life. I, I don't think I would live any other way. You know, I mean, it's just it's fascinating. I mean, you have to put limits like, okay, guys, do not take my glasses or keys or wallet anymore. Yeah. You know, but leave the, leave to, the money yeah, alone. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the glasses, you know. Yeah, even like more. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it, it is, it, but it's a, I wouldn't choose any other kind of life, you know. I, I love my life and all the little things that happen in it. Why do you think spirits will do things like the typewriter thing? And I have, a, for instance, I have a student who, you know, the the poles and the blinds, you know, you know, you mm-hmm. have blinds and has the poles on it. Well, every so often she'll find it tied into a knot, and she's the only person in the house. And and it's, you know, it's not like the windows are open or anything. It's just tied into a, a little knot thing. And it happens on a semi-regular basis. Why do you think spirit yeah. spirit does this type of thing? Well, I think sometimes, you know, it all depends on, on really, I mean, there's a myriad of reasons. But I think a lot like um, they just want to let you know that they're around, you know, like, and I asked my brother, I said, where'd that typewriter come from? Was it your, you know, um, wife's group? I think it was her uncle. So it was old. So was it is connected to the family? I think spirits just want to let us know that they're there, you know, they're like, hey, you know, just want to say hi or something. You know, so there's many different reasons. All right. Just like how we question. call somebody for different reasons. Yeah. All right. So here, here, when you're saying that, you know, the spirits want, you know, to let them know that they're, do, do you think spirits are ever like alone and lonely or do they all kind of congregate together and, you know, there's always somebody around? That's a good question. No, I, I think that there's, that uh, there, that there's many spirits that are alone and lonely. And I've been on investigations where, a couple of the spirits there were not aware of the other spirit. So I think yeah. because there's different dimensions that, you know, you go into a place, maybe there's four spirits and maybe only three recognize each other. And one's like, Hey, I'm over here. And they don't even know that. So I think there's many spirits that are alone and lonely. So it really kind of depends on, I think the situation of the person as they passed away um, you, you know, it just kind of depends on what their evolution is. I, I remember a case where where there were uh, there was this house and there were spirits on the first floor and spirits on the second floor, and the spirits on the second floor wouldn't go downstairs because they were scared of the ghosts down there. Makes sense mm. to me. So they yeah. didn't think they were dead, the ones upstairs, then, right? No. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah. So they they thought that they were ghosts downstairs and they wouldn't go down. Wow. Wow. Well, we we were at, Vicki and I and Scott Michaels were at Hollywood Forever Cemetery one time, and um, we were in one of the mausoleums, one with that, the, the, Christ, the Catholic mausoleum with this, the 12 apostles that are like eight feet tall and scare the bejesus out of you when you walk Ooh. in. Yeah, that's really, it's very pretty. They're They're well done. But we were in one area, and Victoria noticed that there was just there was some guy just walking around, walking around like freaking out, and and you know spirit. And um, 
I, I, you know, I wasn't feeling anything. I mean, but what um, happened was it seems, oh God, I don't remember if it was, it was a certain section where a lot of the cremation um, urns were. Mm -hmm. And these were, very religious people, and I forget, well, being in the Catholic mo- uh, mausoleum, it would be, yeah. but but Victoria said something to the effect of this guy's afraid to cross over, and there's a lot of people down here that are afraid to cross over because they think they're going to go to hell kind of thing. Right. And so those kind of spirits that, I don't know, maybe if they saw each other and knew that they, they weren't alone there, but Victoria said they were a lot of people, that or a lot of spirits that were very, very... Um, afraid to cross over and that they were all congregated in that one spot. And I thought that was pretty sad. Hmm. I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's why it is very sad. That's why, you know, I know I've been told by some people that, oh, ghosts don't hang out at uh, cemeteries. I'm like, yeah, they do. You get these old cemeteries and and it all depends on the person's religious uh, upbringing. And if they're afraid uh, that they're, no matter what their religion is, that they're going to hell or avoid or whatever, they don't cross over. So what, you know, I was trained to do and what I do is try to connect with that spirit to see what their religious background is and work with them on that level and bring in the helpers from that religion to help that person cross over if that's what they want to do. And a lot of times they don't want to cross over, so I leave them alone, you know, mm-hmm. unless they're really, um, you know, annoying someone, then, you know, get rid of them. I was always trained, you know, just because they're dead doesn't mean they're, they're smart, you know. And, you know, <laughs> I like you, that one. <laughs> you, you, yeah. And you treat them the same way as you treat people here. If they were, if they were a bad person here, they'd be, you know, they're not going to be a great person there. So, you know, I always treat those in the spirit world, and I always teach that to my students. You know, you're going to interact with these spirits the same way you would interact with people on the physical realm. You know, just because they're over there doesn't mean that, you know, they can tell us what to do or, you know, we have to be afraid of them, you know. And, you know, if they're, like, kind of creepy, it's like, get out of here, you know. Well, that, that was the, the good one. bell, unfortunately, <laughs> and there's a line of spirits that want to come in, but we're not going to let them in. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation with a special co-host, uh, Marla Brooks, and our very special guest, Victoria Gross. Now, Victoria, if people wanted to find out more about you, how could they do that? Well, they can go to, uh, I have a Facebook page. It's uh, called Gateway to the Unknown. So they can go to my Facebook, Gateway to the Unknown, and uh, contact me there. Excellent. Find out about what I'm doing, yeah. And I really do thank you, Marla, for having me on the show tonight. It was wonderful, as always. I really appreciate it. As, as I said, your name is coming up, came up so many times, and uh, I really never had you on the show. And I just happened to see you on Facebook, by the way, and, and the uh, Ghost of Orange County book was up there. I, and I said, oh, you know what? She'd be a good guest. So here you are. Thank anyway. you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. And any potting words for our audience? Um, happy hauntings. <laughs> you know, we're coming in the season of hauntings, yeah. so just happy hauntings. Mm-hmm. So what's what's the which blessings so something so shall it be? Samhain. 
Samhain. No, no. What's the, no? what's the blessing? Uh, so so shall it be. What's the? Give me the. Give it to me. Oh. Uh, so the Mary part. Yeah. So mote. So mote it be. So it be. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Which is our way of saying amen. Yeah, my yeah. my mind's crap today. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Mahler, and tune in next week when I'm sure we'll do something else. So, <laughs> till then, good night and God bless, and stay safe. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good Lord.